0: Welcome to a Backyard Ultra podcast. In this episode, Michael Bellman came on for a chat. Michael recently ran at Herdies and did an incredible job running as the assist for fifty-six hours. Here we go.
1: Okay, g'day,
0: Michael. How are you going? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks. Thanks for coming on, and um, congratulations on your assisted Herdies just over a, a week ago.
1: Yeah, thank you very much.
0: Um, how have you pulled up? Pretty well, actually. I had a
1: bit of a bit of knee pain for a few days, and just stiffness and soreness. And apart from fatigue, I've pulled up pretty well. Managed a few runs so far,
0: so yeah, good.
1: I'm looking to kick on now.
0: Yeah, awesome. I see that um, Hurdy's was your fourth backyard ultra, um, and you were the assist um, doing fifty-six hours. And your previous best was 32, so you've improved by 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, just just a
1: small jump there. <laughs>
0: yeah. um, how did you approach this one differently to previous back ultras you've done? Uh, Training-wise,
1: I didn't do much more. I think generally over the last few years, I've improved as a runner. Um, but I focus more on the mental side of things and just being more prepared with, um crew and whatnot for this one
0: yeah um so I also <laughs> see on um on Strava last year as well like you were kind of like your weekly totals as far as mileage were, was a bit up and down yeah Whereas was this whereas this year I've noticed like an upward trend um every week you have a slight build towards a race so that's obviously a was a conscious thing
1: yeah so before birdies last year i got injured at before, so i didn't do any running for two weeks before the race and then the day before we got down there i did a loop of the course and, uh, and then race was straight into it and i was struggling for quite a few laps and after I went to the physio and i'd had a an adductor tendinopathy and right. um, so she basically put me on like a strength program and got me to, the, the issue was that I was just jumping in, into the building. I was just doing like a 50K K week and then I'll just go straight to 120. And and it stuffed me up. So she just had 30% build each week and then strength training on top of it. So I've been trying to focus on on that and never looked on my races since since then.
0: I saw that um, after birdies as well, you did have like about six or eight weeks no running as well. So, yeah, that was that was that one. That explains that, yeah. Um, and so, do you still do you have a running coach at the moment, or are you just self? No, I've never had any coaching, no. I, I sort of tend to just do
1: do my own plans. Uh, yeah, I've looked into it, but I, I tend to work. It's a steady schedule, but I work quite a bit, and some days I get home and I, I just can't be bothered going out and doing anything, or I might do a plan for the week and something comes up and it just changes all all around, and I always think I'd struggle with following a strict schedule. Yeah. I always just like doing my own thing. Yeah, sure. Yeah. What well, What do you do for work? I run a stock feed store, so it's oh, like yeah. rural supplies so bales of hay and garden stuff potting mix and chicken food oh
0: yeah cool um and are you a Perth local or do you live outside of Perth
1: I'm in I'm in in Perth yeah
0: yeah yeah um and so you mentioned mindset before like what was your mindset going into Hurdies like I, I was pretty confident and
1: I was very I was focused on what I wanted to do and what I wanted to get out of the race. Um, so it was the first time we'd, I'd had a. I've always had crew with me, but they're just my two mates, and we tend to all run it together. And then when they when they drop out, they'll jump on crewing for me. Yeah, Mark, one of the lads this year, wasn't he was just solo crewing, and so I spoke to him and I set a goal that I wanted to at least do forty hours, uh, and then. I also said that I just don't want to quit in the chair because um, usually I would, I would just come in whenever I was done and I'd just sit down and I'd be making good time and I was just, I've had enough. Yeah. But I wanted to drill that into myself that I wasn't going to give up at any point. And that was going to be the reason why I stopped just because I just quit on myself. Um, so I didn't set any, apart from hitting 40, I set no tags. I planned up to 70 plus hours yeah. uh, and then i was worked on i would do most of my runs alone anyway so i'm always just in my own head so yeah. i was working on anytime i get like a negative thought of pain or just having enough i was just working on getting rid of that and focusing on what i needed to do to keep going yeah. and uh yeah definitely helped with uh pushing me through when i was struggling at times but
0: yeah yeah sure do you um listen to music when you run yeah
1: I, I go through phases i can go through months where i won't listen to anything when i'm running and then other times i'll be smashing podcasts and books and music off yeah i, th- I think i only had about eight and nine hours at Hurdies where i had uh, music on the rest was all oh, just sort of silence i only spoke to a few people as well over the, the course probably maybe like four or five laps
0: yeah and the rest was yeah just in my own
1: in my own head
0: yeah so you mentioned that 40 was kind of like your minimum target but you didn't really yeah. but you wanted to go well beyond that yeah um so did you have like a nutrition plan like knowing you'd be going for so far did you plan all that stuff out
1: no i i do like a my big shops before it and but i tend to buy more chocolate and, and sweets and than i need to yeah uh I I sort of planned when I was going to have my meals and where I've gone wrong in the past is I would just sort of every lap I'd have like half a sandwich and then some crisps and this was I planned it where every I think four hours or five hours I'd have a a proper meal Um, I was having like risotto or rice or um, avocado on toast and then in between those laps I was having smaller things to to keep me going Mm. Uh, the later on it got the less of my main meals I sort of had a lot of them sort of went off (laughs) yeah Uh, so I was I was sort of on porridge and then I started quite a lot of sandwiches with porridge sandwiches and then more of the snacking on the fruits and and whatnot but I I never felt I was running on empty and I I never I think previously where I've tried to gorge too much to get the calories into me and then my stomach's been unsettled and I thought this year I'll just take it easy, take my time with everything and not have that as one of my sort of downfalls. Mm. Uh, So yeah, so I went went that way about it. Just not worrying about shoving too much into me. Um, I made sure I was hydrated. I was having the Bix hydration tablets um, every lap and taking out a bottle of water on the run with me. Uh, But then food was sort of only when I was sort of knew that i needed something i wasn't shoving stuff down when i didn't really want it
0: mm. well you've listed a, a few ingredients here it sounds like you definitely did all right with the food and you didn't you didn't lose your appetite or anything like that during the race
1: no nothing mm. i had no issues which was surprising because usually that's that's one of the things that that gets me stomach issues or um i suppose the, last year at heard is the humidity was really bad and uh I was making up, a, I was just having a lot of liquids, which was uh, affecting me. But the, um, yeah, this year, no loss of appetite or any any stomach issues whatsoever, so I couldn't really complain on that front.
0: <laughs> um, it was pretty It was pretty hot. Like, I mean, the forecast going into the weekend, it looked like it wasn't going to be too bad, but apparently the Sunday was pretty tough. Like, how, what was the heat like?
1: Sunday was tough um, on Saturday. I remember I was just running the sun and then walking the shade and there was sort of a good few sections where you might run a kilometre and a half and you'd get about 500 metres of shade and then sort of similar until you got to the back bit of the trail and it was all under cover. And it was, it was quite manageable, going at a decent pace to get out of the sun. Sunday on tired legs and you could really feel the the heat and it just felt like a lot more running and I felt like I was using a lot more energy Mm. in the runs um to get to the shade and yeah and it was it was quite it was unenjoyable at times uh just just with the the heat and then even in the night it didn't cool down it was still at twenty seven really once once the sun went in it was it was still pretty Pretty hard, but it was it was a bit of a struggle here yeah, throughout the day. So I think on lap it was lap forty-eight. I ended up doing a quick lap just because I was I was just sick of being in the in the sun. Yeah. The, the walks weren't getting easier. It was it was just still hot and yeah suffering. So I wanted to just get get back to the tent and then get like a cold flannel and a nice an pack on me and cool down.
0: What um it's good because I I, I I see that you can run fast like you've got some pretty fast times under your belt as far as personal bests go so what type of lap times were you running um at Hurdies on average
1: i'd say about 46 47 yeah um all depending on what time of day and what i i think even when i was trying to sleep in, i was sort of trying to come in where I could have sort of 10 minutes sleep and then have three or four minutes to sort of get back and get ready um, to go over the next one. Mm. So it was, it was roughly, yeah, roughly around that like 46 minute mark. Yeah. Um, I'd never really go too fast on them. Nothing faster than maybe like 42. Yeah. Uh, they don't tend to work man. I never want to tie myself out. I think that would be a... Uh, shortcoming where i'd throw in a fast a really fast one to try and get more sleep and then just just come unstuck I yeah. so yeah, just just around the sort of 46 to 50, 50 minute laps were working for me
0: mm. and you mentioned um sleep how, how did you sleep did you are you a good sleeper no
1: i i get my eyes shut for ten ten 10 minutes or so and if I'm lucky, I'm out for a minute or, or two. There was probably one lap on the second night where I, I think I fully went out for three or four minutes. Yeah, uh, And give me a bit of a boost. But I was struggling with fatigue on the last, like just before I finished, because uh, I couldn't get enough sleeping on the on the night before.
0: So when you um, do have just like two or three minutes sleep and then you wake up, do you feel much of a difference? Do you feel – does that refresh you? That Yeah, I, I felt
1: pretty refreshed after those ones. Even just shutting my eyes would tie me over for a couple of hours. Mm. Yeah. But when, when I fully went out and I woke back up, I, I felt like a new man for um, five or six hours. And I think on those ones I would put music in as well just to give me that little boost. Yeah. Yeah, but I definitely, after that one, I felt really pretty good to uh, to go again. Yeah, and, yeah. I was just probably lacking one of those on the last night to take me through, but I was really struggling to get in and shut
0: my eyes for that one. Mm. Were you only trying to sleep um, at nighttime or also in the daytime between loops? Nighttime, maybe if you're in the
1: early evening, but m- mostly going into nighttime. I would try to sleep. I don't think I'd be able to get to sleep during the day. I think I tried on after like forty-eight when yeah. I got in early. I, I tried and I just couldn't settle. Yeah, I, I had my eye mask on and I was leaning back, but i nothing. I knew nothing was happening, so I just took it off and thought I'd get some food in and, and try something else instead because I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't get to sleep. And it was still too early. Yeah, my body wasn't playing well.
0: Yeah, that's it. Um, and about what stage of the race did you start feeling like it was getting hard uh during during the 30s i was struggling a little bit
1: yeah nothing major my left leg was getting really tight my calf was really tight my hamstrings tight but i I could power through and then i think it was lap 49 and I was, I was feeling myself flagging a little bit. I was tired. I'd been hallucinating for quite a bit of the day, and I was just, I could feel myself starting to go. And I think Dan was running alongside me, and he, or he was like up ahead. He we was sort of zigzagging, yeah. and he went off, and he looked so strong. And I remember thinking in my head, I was, I thought, I really need to focusing up my game because he looked like he was going to go all night in in my head I thought he's going to carry on he he looked really good Mm. and I knew that I was sort of slipping and for a couple of laps there I was just taking it one at a time I was just get to 50 51 and it was just little goals like 52 53 was um the at-large list and stuff like that so I just took it once I sort of got to 50, we were just taking it one at a time and sort of chiseling away at it yeah. there because, yeah, at, at that 49 mark, I felt like I was struggling a little, quite a bit with fatigue.
0: Yeah. So I was going to ask, like, where, where did your mindset go to power through that period when it got hard? Like you mentioned it sort of started getting a bit hard around the 30s when your leg hurt, like, um. What, do you remember what was kind of like going through your mind just to get through it? I, I was just
1: thinking of what I wanted to achieve. I wanted to, and you wanted to put my name forward up there with with the top names in the sort of the backyard scene here. Mm. So I just really wanted to focus and get that and put my name forward there. And then I just kept reminding myself that. I've, I've signed up to this and this is what I want to do and it's the goals that I want to hit so there was no point in complaining to myself about it getting hard um, or moaning that I was, was sore, um, I, I was just really focusing on yeah, sort of pushing through and getting to that to the pointy end of the race is where I wanted to be, is where I envisioned myself being before the race so it, it was quite easy to sort of work through the, the pain and the struggles at the early stage when when things were getting a little bit tough yeah um, yes yeah, so that's where sort of mine was there
0: mm. was it also um because there was a lot more people around that 30 hour mark who kind of d- drove you to um like make it to one of the last ones standing yeah it was it was crazy
1: how many people were still going <laughs> so I, and especially like 24 hours it was just I remember looking behind, I think it was near the front on that one. And I looked behind it was just packed. Yeah, yeah. And then even, and then even at thirty it was um yeah, it was it was still heaving. And there were so many good runners and you could see everyone was sort of doing their own thing and going through their own struggles and it's quite inspiring to see everyone else of, of trying to achieve their goals and, and then yeah, pushes you on to, to try and do what I try and do what I wanted to do. Mm. Um but yeah it was it was pretty uh it was pretty hectic there was a lot of people in late whereas previous years come sort of the late 20s and 30s i know i I dropped out and yeah there'd only be like five to ten left but there, there was still quite a few going strong and then there was quite a strong group left sort of from the 30s to the 40s there was there was still quite a few um in there and you thought well this is this could go
0: quite deep yeah there was was still quite a good bunch of people in there did you um before the race started were you like predicting any particular kind of number that 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 would go to like some people were saying it could go to 100 hours were you kind of thinking that too
1: yeah I thought it would go beyond what I
0: was capable of I thought the
1: record might go um with Rob putting up massive numbers at the Satellite Champs and and quite a, there was quite a stacked field with Jess and Carl was in there, Michael Hooker um, Aaron mm-hmm. I thought it was going to go a lot further than what I was capable of mm-hmm. um, and then yeah when a few of them sort of went out earlier than I thought was was going to and then I started wondering who was going to take it that, that far um obviously the interstate runners as well but i didn't know too much about them mm. um until i started running and i was chatting with with tim and he was wanting to go he was wanting to go deep he was talking about the sunday night during the day um so i was i was worried if i thought that he's gonna he's gonna go all, all night through to
0: monday and yeah and carry on um you mentioned you were hallucinating. Like, what were your hallucinations like?
1: Uh, I had a f- few the first night, um, just bits and bobs in the in the trees. Yeah. Um, so seeing, do you remember the uh, the shrunken heads that, like, so seeing those, um, <laughs> and then eventually it turned to sort of burnt out cars in the trees. Right. And then they sort of went away on the Sunday, and. I think around midday, I just saw some words written in the limestone sort of track. And I thought maybe it's just in someone's footprint. And then every lap, it went on. I was just seeing more and more words. And then it turns to faces and paintings. And come the night, nothing seemed to be real. It was like the last bit of trail section. Everything was, it was just like a scrapyard. There was like used mattresses. There was burnt out cars. There was just, random washing machines everywhere and i started to keep reminding myself i was like right just, just focus on the actual path because nothing yeah. there's real nothing's nothing's going on it was really hard to to focus on what i was doing because it, it was just crazy watch,
0: watching everything going on yeah i was gonna ask, like how did you um stop yourself from freaking out about saying that kind of stuff I I knew I knew I was just tired. I knew it wasn't it wasn't real. I was I was still aware of that, and
1: I'd have to sort of close my eyes and give my head a wobble and yeah, and then carry on. But it was just it was just there permanently until I come out onto the road again, and then once I was on the road just before the finish, I was like right, well, I can regroup now and get ready to uh, to go again.
0: Where um, were there any parts of the race when you started thinking to yourself, "Oh, gee." I might actually win this thing no
1: it's <laughs> it's when you're when you're there with up against phil and yeah it's uh, you just know that he has i'm stood there at the assist and i know he's got another 20 what was it Lap 52 or 53 and, and you know he's got another 24 in him before he's even been like where he's gone to and i'm already sort of 20 hours ahead of my previous best yeah um So I never thought I'd beat him. I just wanted to go as far as I could go. And on that lap, he asked what my goals were, what I wanted to do, whether I wanted to push for that large list. And I just said that I just wanted to run until I couldn't anymore. So I didn't have an end target there. I just wanted to keep going until I couldn't. Um, But yeah, it's kind of like stepping on the pitch as a young player against Messi. <laughs> and, you know, this this guy's the goal. There, he's uh, yeah. It's a. Uh, I think you really need the the mindset and the confidence going into it that you can win it. Mm. Um, and knew York could go far, but then beating him is a is a different a different ball game. Just it's just yeah. so organised with everything. Such a strong runner. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I need to I need to do something special <laughs> to pull that one out of the bag.
0: <laughs> do you think if it wasn't phil and it was another runner who for example is running their first back out ultra just an unknown person do you reckon you would have pushed yourself for an extra two or three laps just to see what would happen
1: i, I think so i think i might have gone for all week i've just been thinking could i have gone yeah further and you forget about the pain that you that your legs are in and every step, like hip flexors were jolting pains and knees were shooting pains and couldn't see where, what was going on half the time, just tired and yeah. you quickly forget all that stuff and you and you just think oh, could, I, could I have just gone and done that extra one yeah. <clears throat> maybe if I thought I had a chance of winning I could have pushed for another couple mm. um, but once I was once I was I was struggling to get the sleep in it's quickly sort of went down hill from there um i I was just forgetting a lot of things i was chafing pretty badly and i'd notice it when i was running round. but by the time in my head i was like vaseline get the like get something on it but by the time i got back across the finish line i'd completely forget i'd sit down and have something to eat or do whatever and i start running again Mm -hmm. and i I needed i needed something, something like nut butter on there to and I just just little things like that where I was just going off the like coming off the ball a little bit and just forgetting things. And then on lap 56 when I got up out of the chair just everything seized up in my legs, just hamstring everything just sort of went tight and I just didn't feel good so I, I walked for the majority I think it was like the first kilometre and then it left a lot of work to do to get back. I had like um I sort of broke everything down to segments and I was always made sure I got to the road which was about one and a half kilometers to the finish with between sort of 20 and 25 minutes and I could walk a large chunk of it. And I got there I think with about 15 to go. So I was I was pretty much continuous running from like the first kilometer in and it took quite a bit out of me by the time i had to reach the finish line, i think i had two and a half minutes to go and i just had to walk straight back to the to the corral to to start again yeah and i, I was pretty cooked there and i started walking and i was like i can't really make it i think
0: yeah so, so, you, so you didn't even have time to sit down between loops then
1: <laughs> not on that last one i think i ended up on 55 at uh, five minutes to spare mm. and I, I sat down and that's when i got up and i, I just seized right. i seized up and then it was two and a half minutes and i went back out again i didn't want to sit in the chair and, and quit and i walked i think i did about half a kilometer maybe uh, maybe a bit more and i was just i was trying to stretch i was trying to just do something to make it feel better and nothing was happening and i let the bike know i just said i'm going to turn around and he went off to sweep and sweep behind Phil and and yeah he, he phoned in and one of my crew
0: came and uh,
1: met me and walked me back in
0: yeah did um because from the video updates I was watching on Facebook um it, I, it was hard to pick that you were feeling the pain because you looked pretty comfortable like um I couldn't couldn't see any discomfort in your in your stride or anything like that
1: yeah, it was. I wasn't too. Honestly, it wasn't too bad up until that that last one, and then it was just or oh, the last two or three, and then just that last one. I was really, really feeling every, everything. My, my right knee, especially, was just a, a shooting pain at every every step, and then it's it was hard not to focus on anything else. Then when when you're feeling that, yeah, um, but it, it was. It took a lot to push off like if i started walking it was getting harder and harder then start running again yeah and i knew that it just had to be a constant shuffle which is yeah i was it's pretty draining on there uh, on me and probably more was the fatigue as well and um, my eyes were, were going and yeah um, yeah I, I sort of knew pretty quickly that i was spent
0: hmm. well it kind of like you would start walking and then you would lose concentration and just forget to start running again kind of thing?
1: Yeah, I was, I was sort of just dawdling about and, <laughs> and and just I lost track of all my thoughts, whereas before I could I could just quickly sort of get my head into gear and, and focus and, and kick on, and I, I couldn't do that. I was just sort of day gym and then I was trying to calculate paces and times to get to where I needed to, and I, I couldn't, Everything just felt longer. The, the course just felt longer. Yeah. And, yeah, it was a slippery slope that I couldn't,
0: couldn't get out of after, after yeah. that. Um, so because the start, um, the starting corral was about 200 metres from the end of the loop, um, where, where was your um, chair positioned? So I was about halfway in between and then
1: just, I was like 110 off the that the main walkway, right. Uh, which wasn't too bad because last year we were way off the left and we had to walk around like a paddock at the back to get there quicker. Yeah, and it was it was adding quite a bit on. Was this one? It was halfway. And I was straight. I was near the toilets and I was right. straight in and out. It wasn't. Everyone has to walk the, the same distance, whether you I think Rob said it where you get like a, a short rest at the start and then longer to the crawl or. You're right near the crowd, and then on the Saturday, when a lot of people dropped out, a lot of the tents around was cleared off, and we were sort of pretty open, exposed. We didn't have any sides and ours It's like a big um, thing, like octagonal gazebo. We didn't have any sides on it, Yeah. so we were pretty exposed during the during the day, um, mm. and then so we moved over to one of the empty gazebos that Sean had set up. Um, on the Sunday, and it was just much better. It was closer, so I knew I could get there. I could have a bit longer in the chair. And mm. It was out the sun. It was, oh. Yeah, it was a much better position.
0: Yeah, perfect. Um, yeah, so I also noticed that um, I mentioned that I saw you're a fast runner. Like you've done a marathon, or well, you've run under three hours in the marathon. You've yeah. done a fifty k in around three and a half hours. I also noticed just bef- like one or two weeks before her, is you ran a pretty fast twenty-two um, k, just a training run, I guess. So, um do you still like have ambitions to like run a faster marathon and stuff like that?
1: Yeah, that was one of my goals for the end of the year. There's a, a marathon, I think it's in August, um, so I want to try and push around the two forty, maybe break two forty. Yeah, cool. Um, I do want to do that. I think last year, that's for the last couple of years, when because I just love running and racing so much, I try and cram in as much as possible. And so last year, I think I ended up doing like the, the 50k into Herdies into a 12 hour you know, Lighthouse Ultra. And then it was only then like five weeks into the marathon. And, and then it was like another five weeks or six weeks into Birdies. And it was just, bit too hectic fully overloading everything so um i've got uta in five weeks or six weeks um and then i want to give like a big crack at having a a fast marathon yeah um, towards the end of the year august
0: yeah Uh, which marathon is that
1: it's the city to surf i think it's back for the first time i think 2019 was the last one i did the half marathon that one yeah um but yeah well, i've done i've done the rock marathon three times yeah and uh it's enjoyable it's it's a ferry over there and it's quite a long a long day so you can't just finish and go home. you gotta wait for the ferry back and uh, and it's it's just a uh, four of like 10k loops
0: right uh, yeah it's nice it's beautiful it's really seen it but it's yeah. uh i've done it three
1: times now so yeah
0: you must like. another one to go yeah cool um how long have you been running for about
1: four years, probably. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So I did. I did a half marathon in 2018, and then didn't do much, much after that. And then the year after, I did half, and then the marathon. Um, and I think I then started as the trail series. So they were just doing like 10k trail races. After that, towards the was in 2019, and then 2020 finished. The other summer series, like five races, and so I did those, and and then I got sort of started looking into trail runs and ultras, and the usual slippery slope of going out. So I ended up signing up to I think about four or five for the year. Yeah. Um, COVID happened, and sort of they all got delayed. So I think the end of 2020, I think I had about four or five ultras in the in this like. A, Three or four month, like four month period, or something like that. Um, But yeah, probably about four years, probably.
0: Yeah. And do you remember what got you into running in the first place?
1: Just to just to keep fit. I I used to be like a bit of a bigger lad, Um, and then so I used to run to just lose weight and keep fit. And then when I did the half marathon, I was yeah I was buzzing off the atmosphere at the race, and and then. I did it and then when the year after I just wanted to go out like faster and try and test myself and then sort of become quite addictive uh, yeah trying think, to beat those times
0: yeah and you realize you must have realized you're pretty good too I mean you're pretty fast I mean you're obviously a good runner
1: yeah it probably took a a couple of years and then and then it took a lot longer to it's one of those where you start and I know I'm a decent runner, but I'd never give myself the credit. So I'd start and I'd just take it easy, or instead of pushing from from the first. it's only the last couple of years where I've I've sort of learned to put myself in the race and, and give myself the best chance. Um, and yeah, more often than not, I've probably got too fast now. But I'd uh, I'd rather do that and give myself the chance to finish as best as possible than leave it too late to make a to make a mark on the race
0: yeah um so your the profile um on the ultra running website it's not always accurate it says you're 26 is that right no no i'm
1: 31 (laughs) in a couple weeks
0: right okay yeah Yeah. (laughs) um so the the 56 hours that you ran at herdies i mean it opens a few doors for you in the backyard ultra world yeah um first of all it you're currently sitting inside the at large list at around 66 to run at Biggs in October. So you mentioned earlier that that was a goal of yours to get on the at-large list. Um, Are you keen to head over there if you actually make it? Yeah, I'd like to go. It wasn't on me. I knew that
1: it would get me on the list, but it was never one of my goals to to get there. It was only when I sort of hit that, I thought it'd be really good to go over and mix it with the best. Yeah. And you don't get those opportunities uh, too often. So... If I'm on that I don't think I don't think I'll be on there come the end of the end of the year, but if I'm on there I'll um, make a good effort to get over and, and go and compete.
0: Yeah. You're not gonna go and buy go ahead and buy a ticket tomorrow for it? Well maybe not i have to, I'll have to <laughs> see, it, see how The other bank's looking yeah, 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 yeah. Um so do you think you might try and improve that on that fifty six to consolidate this spot? Or are you Probably not. No, it'd have to be birdies.
1: Um, I think would be the only one, but um, I don't think I'm, at this point I'm not going doing that. Um, so I'll sort of just leave it, and if I make it, I'll I'll go. But I'm I'm not going to chase it. Kind of.
0: Yeah, because that was my next question. Like, do you have any other backyard ultras planned? In this year for this year uh
1: no none i, I might go over to adelaide i might see do oh, yeah. one of the adelaide races yeah um but at the minute no i took i took four weeks off at the start of the year i went back to the uk mm. um, and did a race there so I, I can't really go gallivanting around too much more um I, I've, I've got if if i make it to bigs i've got the time off for that but yeah. um yeah I, i'm not sure whether I'll, I'll do any more backyards this year if not it'll just be heard again at the start of next year
0: yeah yeah um yeah so you've pretty much already answered the question but the masters in queensland is a no
1: no no i won't be, I won't be going over i'd like to but I won't yeah be going over
0: yeah so the fifty-six as well. It's pretty much almost one hundred percent that that's going to qualify you for the fifteen-person Australian team to run at the yeah. Satellite World Champs next year. So, has that is that something that you knew about before Birdies?
1: Yeah. Yes. So i have never actually heard of it until after Birdies, right? Last year. Yeah. I think I might have. Gone done a few more, if I don't know that I might qualify um, there. But I, I never heard of it until until after that. Um, but yeah, I, I sort of knew about it going in, and I knew roughly what I'd need to. I got a few messages during the race of people telling me what I needed to do to to get on it. And uh, but yeah, because it's it's at herdies, isn't it? Um, at birdies, it's going to be. Bird, I thought it was Herdy's.
0: Um, I'm, I'm almost 100% sure it's birdies, but I might be wrong.
1: Yeah. No, but it's in WA and I, I just thought yeah. I'd, I'd love to, yeah, get on the team there. And, yeah.
0: yeah,
1: yeah so that's, obviously,
0: that's obviously something that you want to do then.
1: Yeah, yeah. Sean John, John messaged me and he said, what, do you want to go down as a UK runner or Australian? Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I'd love to race. Over here for the Australian team, so yeah, committed to that one.
0: Yeah, yeah, awesome. How long have you been in Australia for? Uh,
1: eight, yeah, nine years, 2014. So it's doing oh. nine years this year, yeah, yeah. And, um, and what brought you over to Australia? I just went traveling, so I was in New Zealand, um, did a year in New Zealand, and then met a lot of Australians, came over. Um, and then the two my two mates Mark and do the crewing for me they're from the same town back home and they they moved over to Perth and after a few years of travelling they come back to settle in Perth and I just jumped over with them and I've uh, yeah, been here since 2016 I think it was yeah, and, cool. uh, yeah. so we were all, run to, all run to go into running and um, so sort I'll of head out to the trails and whatnot.
0: yeah so you actually um, got into running when you were here in Australia. Here in Australia,
1: yeah, I, I didn't really run much. <laughs> when I went back to, to England, my mum was laughing because she said that I used to hate as a kid. I was a fat kid. I used to hate walking anywhere, yeah. and I would complain at a couple hundred metre walk. And then she's like, now look, you're just running for miles and miles without stopping. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that is the complete opposite
0: and um and what's next what what's next on your running radar uh
1: uta um the yeah. in, in blue mountains uh, and then i think i want to do the a race over here called transcend trails it's like 60 it's like 65k yeah um, but it always looks like a stunning race and there's always a big turnout yeah so that and then a marathon sort of end of the year and try and go try and go fast there i always sign up the last two years i've signed up to a feral pig 100 miler yeah and every year i've put i've, I've been injured i broke my ankle two years ago last year my adductor injury so right um, i always want to do it but i'm always but now i'm thinking will i get injured again if i sign up to it so did you break your ankle running uh i'm not i'm not too sure what how i did it and then i did some i did something that like, I think it was while I was working it was hurting and then I was running um, on the trails and I rolled it um, and yeah it went and I went I got an x-ray and they missed it on the x-ray and they told me it was just um, a strain so I was getting strength exercises and it was in agony so I went to physio and got another x-ray done and, and um, yeah it was a fracture, fracture there so um, I had like another it was exactly the same time as the last one so I
0: had about another eight weeks off there no running yeah and then back into it yeah um what else do you do when you're not running just work and that run and that's that's your life is it or- pretty much yeah pretty
1: much that's my life <laughs> yeah. um yeah, so it, good. It, it takes it takes up quite a bit of time um actually uh, just the usual stuff watching like movies and going out with friends putting food and and that that sort of stuff nothing uh Nothing too hectic. Mm, mm.
0: And um, what made you settle in Perth? Like, um, I mean, you could have chosen anywhere in Australia. What, what, what attracted you to living in Perth?
1: Pretty much just followed follow my friends. I was, I was just very easily, very easily led. But it didn't say when I was here. I just loved the places. I actually missed it when I was back home in the UK. It's just so open and green, all the spaces. The the trails. I love the trails here. The, there's so many like herdsmen if you like ballpark and manning park that um nice sort of running spots and trail spots Mm. near the city you don't have to go too far to to do that And i I just yeah i really like that you don't have to go far to be sort of in the bush so to speak or a nice bit of open green space and yeah i quite like that and it's it's pretty slow pace. I think there's enough there to keep you entertained, but it's not too hectic. I lived in Sydney and Melbourne for a bit, and yeah. um, it was good while I was younger, but I think it would be a bit too full on for me. Uh, yeah. You know.
0: Yeah. Well, I haven't been to Perth, but from all the videos and photos I've seen from everyone I follow who runs over there, it looks like an awesome place.
1: Yeah, it's, it's good.
0: There's some, and there's something like, some really good trails nothing about. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hey, well, Michael, thanks heaps for coming on the podcast. No thank you for having me. And um well done again on your run at hurdy's It was really impressive. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Look forward to seeing what else you do this year and um good luck in all your races and all the best in breaking two forty in the marathon. Yeah, I'll be following along everything you do. No, thank you very much. All right. Have a good one. Thanks, Michael. See you later. See you, mate. If you've enjoyed this podcast, it would be awesome if you could share, comment, like, subscribe, all of that. If you've got any feedback, shoot me a message. Hope you have a great day. See ya.